Welcome to I'm Uncomfortable. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Melissa. And we've been friends since everybody's favorite time of life, puberty. Like most people who thought cutting their own bangs was a good idea, we're professionals in feeling that itchy, cringy, out-of-place awkwardness. Join us as we unapologetically explore the topics that make us cringe and how to be okay with it. Now let's get uncomfortable. Welcome everyone to another episode of I'm Uncomfortable. And actually, it's episode 24, which means that after our next episode, we'll be at the end of season one. Can you believe that? That is loco. Loco, loco, <laughs> loco. That's crazy. I know, but it's been so fun. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in, who has given us episode suggestions, uh, who has responded to our random questions. Yes. <laughs> we appreciate you. We just need a little bit of a break, a guys. Bit. We're going to come back. We, we we need to like recoup, get our creative juices flowing, and we're going to be back after episode 25. Like any know? good series, we need a little break. <laughs> yeah. We'll come back after the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as per tradition on our show, What's made you uncomfortable, Melissa? I went away for a weekend or I was away for, I don't remember when this exactly happened. Now that I'm trying to recall, I don't exactly know, but I left the house at one point and then when I came back, our rabbit who has a wonderful hutch outside who has been living as an outdoor rabbit uh-huh. was now placed inside. What? In the same room oh. that I have my work from home station at, uh-huh. it's it's quite a large room. So you know, and the reason being that it's been really really hot in oh, Los Angeles. Yeah. So it's just way too hot for a rabbit to be outside. Oh. So that's fine. But I feel like <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh-huh. Maybe I don't think I'm allergic to the rabbit because I've I've had rabbits for a long time, but. It may be the hay or something that is in her little like litter box situation that every time I come into this room, I get allergies. And then I'm just like, is it the hay? She sheds a lot. So I don't know if it's that or the hay or combo. Maybe you didn't think you had any reaction to the rabbit because she's been outside forever. And you never had to live with the rabbit inside. Yeah. Now we look at each other longingly throughout the day. She says, "Come feed me." And I'm like, "Well, girl, I'm in a meeting. I don't I can't right now." Aww, poor Babs. <laughs> poor Babs. But that's been my uncomfortable situation. I'm trying to figure out if I'm allergic to a rabbit okay. that I've had for okay. like 6 years. But yeah, <laughs> how about you? I wish I knew how to help you, but I don't. You're Miss Allergy Queen. I'm well, that's because I'm allergic to literally everything. Outside. <laughs> like, yeah, the entire I mean inside too, dust allergic. <laughs> so, this is true. Honestly, you guys, it's it's a struggle. And yes, before you even ask me, I do take allergy pills every day. I guess I could graduate <laughs> to shots. I don't know. We gotta talk to a doctor. Graduate as if that's a <laughs> Okay. Anyway, uh, my uncomfortable moment is that I, oh my gosh, even saying it makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) I muted somebody, y'all. I muted somebody on Instagram. And I'm sure that tons of you have already muted people, so this is not new for you. But... It felt weird, you know, to mute mm-hmm. someone. It felt almost rude. And I the know... The extrovert in you just couldn't, you know, I, like... <laughs> I know they won't know, but 
I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know they won't know, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to be offensive or, like, mean. It's just there are some people's things that while you respect and appreciate them as a person, it can incite some type of emotional response from you, which varies. Right. You know, I've heard people say that they don't follow certain accounts because it makes them feel bad about themselves or mm-hmm. um, it makes them want to buy things and they want to stay away from that. So, right. So I know that, you know, certain people make you feel a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> and so to, to try to respect my feelings and put them before some like, like this person doesn't know I'm feeling this way right. about their posts, about their stories. So I'm just going to, for my mental health, try muting them. I had Melissa hold me accountable earlier. She watched me do it. Um, I did. And hopefully all goes well. But <laughs> Yeah. I say you got to do what you got to do to make you feel better and feel good about yourself. So if that means muting somebody, then do it. Hmm, interesting segue, actually, Melissa, into the topic of today, <laughs> doing things to make yourself feel happy. Because today we'll be discussing the joys and terrors of living with other people. <laughs> Whether it's a rando, a significant other, or a friend, cohabitating is not always easy. This episode idea actually came to us from one of our listeners. So if you'd like us to explore a topic um, that you're thinking about that makes you uncomfortable, definitely let us know. Reach out to us yeah. on Instagram at I'm Uncomfortable That Podcast. So let's let's get into it. It's a hefty topic, uh, Melissa. In your opinion, what are some things about living with other people that can make us uncomfortable? Or have made you personally uncomfortable? I, I'll i go from the personal stance, I think. We, we, I, we talked about this just now. You're an extrovert. I'm an introvert. <laughs> and I need my space. Like, I, can, I need to recharge on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to an extrovert who recharges their energy by talking to people, by being with people. I need my space. And I guess I've lived back home with my, at my parents' house for since I graduated and moved back from San Diego. Um, so I've been here for about like four or five years now. And yeah, it's been a while. And, um, I suppose when I left, um, to go to college, I took that for granted about my family. Like they know me and my like living attitudes and moods (laughs) and things, preferences. And so I guess what I, I took for granted was that they understood me. So when I started living with people, I was like, I had (laughs) looking back at it. Now I had these assumptions that they're like, they would know these things. And I'm like, who am I to think that they'd know how, (laughs) you know, my preferences. (laughs) Right. So yeah, to understand the fact that I need space or Mm -hmm. my, my boundaries and things like that. So I had to relearn that about myself when I went off to college or even learn that because maybe I didn't know that until I had to live with other people. Well, you mentioned Uh, earlier when we kind of were planning the episode um, that you can't wait to live alone. Yeah. Because that was the moment that I realized that I've never lived alone ever, ever. I've always either at home, right, with your family or uh then in college with other people or your dorm mates. And then after college, I've just always had a roommate. Right. And that's the it's a fiscally responsible thing to do (laughs) all that to say is I have so much experience with this topic (laughs) yeah I I think you got really excited about this episode topic (laughs) I did just because I've lived with so many people um that run the gamut from being like really amazing to being just like neutral okay and then to being like low-key kind of cray and Mm -hmm. it just just was not for me (laughs) right 
So when we actually asked people to submit responses to us, we got three main categories, uh, parents and family, others and significant others, as well as some suggestions. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we're going to dive into the first bucket here. So when asked about living with family, here are a few things that you, our listeners, shared with us about why you do it and knowing when it's time to leave. Melissa, do you want to take this first one? It's great. Yes, sure. So this first one we have here is one time after college, when I moved back home, my dad walked in on me masturbating. (laughs) That's when I knew I needed my own place. Oh, my God. (laughs) If there was ever a signal that you needed your own place, it's that. Can you imagine? I could never. Well, that did not happen to me, but I have a similar situation where I was tr- I was clearing out my closet. So yeah. I was like trying on things in my room to like <laughs> see if they fit or not or if I liked it. Yeah. And then my mom just asking me a, a harmless question, but I was like, "Hi, I am naked." Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. She, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, that's it's definitely more on the tamer side of what this first one yeah. was, but it definitely reminded me of that. That's so funny. Knocking is not a thing sometimes. I well, I want to read the second one like verbatim because when I asked this person about their experience, they just had a very strong reaction. So I'm a, if it, it's you, sorry and thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> Bruh, fucking hate it, but also like it's the smartest decision so I can save money for a school. It feels like I just rent a room there because I still buy my own groceries, cook for myself, and don't talk to them. Haha. <laughs> but kinda still have rules? Question mark? Like my dad still asks me where I'm going and what time I'm coming home. Oh. Do your parents do that to you? Um yes and no. It's just funny because this first category is very much me because mm. I live back home with my parents and I'm a full adults you know um so I relate to these things and it not exactly the running joke that gets kind of annoying from time to time is whenever I'm like semi-ready especially during these quarantine times when I'm like oh not in pajamas yeah. the, the question is where are you going where are you, what do you do like where are you going Ate? and Ate in Tagalog means like older sibling or old, like older sister or whatever and so it's all brothers straight up asking you where you're going. Oh, my dad. And 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 it's mainly my dad. And oh. I mean, because everyone just calls me out there now in right, the household because right, right. that's my name. But um, yeah, it's just funny. And then sometimes I'm like in a mood to be like, <laughs> like, you know, this, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not going anywhere. I'm just looking like I brushed my hair today. <laughs> or if I am going somewhere, you know, tell them I have no problem with being honest. I'm an adult. They it can't really say no to where I'm going, essentially, for the most part. Dang, I don't see. And this is part of why I choose to not live at home. Um, I know my mom would ask me all the time. Yeah. Where are you going? What time are you coming home? Why are you the going time, out again? The time thing does, is not the, is the thing that I don't relate to. Okay. I, I do let them know. Like if I'm going somewhere and I'm going to be out late, I just let them know where I'm at. And I know and it took me a long time to realize that it's literally because they just want to make sure that I'm safe and that makes you know, they care about me. So that doesn't bother me most times, except when they, <laughs> they ask me like 10 times just to like, cause they know, they know that I'm in a mood and they'll ask me like 10 times and I'm oh like, don't engage because that's what they want. <laughs> hey, that's actually a teaching strategy. It's literally called do not engage. Oh, wow. So See? sometimes you just got an eye. <laughs> 
got to self-soothe somehow <laughs> and not engage. But anyways, yeah, totally can relate. But I'll read the last one in this category. It says here, a disclaimer. It says, my parents are wonderful, but their small nagging or observation of what you're doing really irks me. Mm. I could be spreading jam on toast and they're full on observing me <laughs> or calling me again and again to eat. <laughs> Is this person Filipino or Mexican? <laughs> yes. <I> feel, okay. <laughs> I feel like this is a constant. Yeah. I don't know. I don't relate to that, I don't think. Do your fan, does your family watch you? Does your little brother watch you? Yes. My little brother does watch me. And then and you witnessed that whole situation earlier I before sure we did. started recording. <laughs> we were about to record. And then my little brother peeks because there's a door that has like a little like window in it so he could see through. And there's like a little curtain. So he pulled the, I could see in my peripheral that there's a curtain there. And he, I see the curtain open and then I'm just like yes what do you need from me and i just feel the eyeballs and he does that he is also just trying to communicate with me on that but okay all right anyways well, so respecting them loving them but still it's hard to do it's hard okay all right so the last one that we have here for this section is being the youngest one in the family it does make me uncomfortable when i have to tell someone else they have to do something because i feel like i'm not high up on the chain of command oh my it's, gosh <laughs> right it's different <laughs> with roommates because with roommates you put your trust in with a stranger and you both have to say okay i better not fuck this up mm. but in a family where there's such a hierarchy it can become frustrating when that chain of command is broken am i describing my ideal home as a naval ship oh my gosh <laughs> Uh, that is really funny because I don't I was the youngest in my family for a a long time Uh and I do not feel uncomfortable telling people what to do (laughs) maybe you're just bossy (laughs) maybe I am or maybe I know what needs to get done well I think we can circle back to this in maybe 20 years once your little brother is older and see if he feels uncomfortable telling you what to do because you are older than him yeah yeah I'm going to have him, you know, I'm going to, hey, Siri, set a reminder for 20 years from now. Will I still have this phone? (laughs) Um, Put on your (laughs) GL. Oh, my God. Well, besides family, when choosing a roommate, there are always some sacrifices that come with it. Common spaces are shared. People do things in different ways. And tensions have the potential to run high. In this next section, we divulge some relatable, frustrating, and downright gross anecdotes about sharing a home with someone else. And I will take the liberty of starting this section off because this story is disgusting and hilarious. <clears throat> so a girl I knew lived with another girl, and she was pretty stinky already and messy. Oh, no. I know. Already starting off bad. One night, she went out and got drunk. Next few days, my friends said the girl started to smell like death. Eventually, the girl went to the doctor and found out that she had a tampon wedged in her vagina that she had forgotten about. What do you mean? Yeah, that was my reaction too. Wait, what? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, process. Melissa's uh, face right now is like crinkling in disgust and also confusion because how do you forget? Mainly confusion. Mm-hmm. I-, I suppose it's more like, girl, like, what is that, <laughs> TSS? Shock syndrome? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't you uh-huh. not supposed to have that in there for more than eight hours oh, or whatever? 100%. Yeah, but she clearly did not get that lesson in class. But like or the little the string? Yeah, D- I don't... Where'd it go? It probably got stuck somewhere and then she just like... Somewhere! I... <laughs> 
Where? <laughs> well, the entry, the person who submitted this did preface with that the girl was already stinky and messy. So maybe mm-hmm. those two traits combined led to oh, this outcome. Needless to say, not a great living situation. I have no advice for how to get over that. That's just kind of one of those maybe you got to cut your losses and, and <laughs> move away. <sighs> thing. So. Well, it seems like in the past, like this anecdote is something that had happened and hopefully this person does not live with this person anymore. Hopefully. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think so, but well, crazy <sighs> okay. story, right? Yeah, that is Hopefully crazy. you listening cannot relate, but if you can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> Truly. I know. Feel for you. Okay. So this next one. In my third year of college, I almost lived with this privileged ass bitch. Mm. We are going in today, guys. <laughs> All of the tea. Um, everything was cool until it wasn't. I didn't personally know her, but she knew the other chick we were trying to live with. She had a problem with how I planned on paying for rent, in parentheses, using my refund from financial aid, and legit said to me, I don't understand why you can't just afford it on your own. We had already secured a place and signed a lease, but I had to pull out. Thank goodness I didn't pay any penalties. I, I took their laundry card when I took my shit out of the apartment because I was petty. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's rough. I was like, wow, fighting wow. words with the PAB in the beginning. Well, but she dodged a bullet. Yeah. I, I don't know about y'all, but I definitely use my financial aid money to help pay my rent. Like, right. no doubt about it. That's how I survived. I mean, I had jobs. Yeah. But I still, I, it was helpful. I mean, yeah, it's... I wouldn't I couldn't imagine like mm-hmm. do making that mistake that she didn't know she was going to make if she didn't say anything right like mm-hmm. what if she never said anything about that and, and then so, later on yeah and was like wasn't okay with it and it's, it's right. interesting because she specifically mentions that she didn't personally know her and right. so I think when you are trying to just find a place to live you often get put in these situations where you might not know the other person and therefore don't know like what their tendencies are, what their attitudes or beliefs are, but you're yeah. kind of just like, I need a place to live, which is really unfortunate. And I, I know that situation firsthand. My roommate, actually, I currently live with this girl who, she's great. Um, we get along really well, but I actually didn't meet her legitimately until the day we signed our lease. I met her at the leasing wow, office. Wow, I didn't know that. I was in such a rush, long story short, to get mm-hmm. out of um, where I was and needing a place to be mm-hmm. that I saw that she reached out to me on, you know, Facebook on one of those boards about housing in the Bay area. Um, and we just kind of agreed to live together and that was that. And so luckily it's, it's been fine so far. Nothing crazy like this. Yeah. But yeah. it could easily happen. So I definitely get that. I'm trying to think I never, I guess I, I used to live with six other girls in San Diego and mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I guess that happened to me too, in terms of like not really knowing people until it's always like, it's always like a friend of a, you know, like I know, I always knew like directly at least two of my roommates Uh that I had. And then they were like, oh, well, I know somebody Mm -hmm. from this class or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, well, I trust their judge of character because I live with this person already. So it should be fine. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, it happens, though. I, I think when you're an adult and you don't have those connections as easily available, that's when things can get, you know, just a, just a little tricky. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, here's the one that maybe a lot of people can relate with. Uh, living with roommates who don't raise their dog properly. The dog was never potty trained, so it pissed and shit everywhere. No. Yep. That was like the whole. I, I've never, I fortunately never 
never experienced that when I was living with roommates. Um, I One of my roommates did have her dog um, come in at some point, but he was like an old dog. Oh. And, you know, he was just really sweet, you know. So I never <laughs> got that. Well, that's... I, I think if someone's coming in with a pet... Actually, my roommate, she let me know that she wanted to get a puppy, was willing to potty train it and all of that. And if she hadn't actually made any attempts to do so, then I think that would have been an issue. Um, right. But so that sucks. And I think maybe there needs to be a conversation. Sure, for sure. It does need to be a conversation. Yeah. I guess the thing is, though, like if you have a conversation, but they still don't do it, then what? Yeah. Yeah. Then what? Mm-hmm. So sorry to this person. Oh, sad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next one. Mm-hmm. I definitely remember getting sexiled in college. I don't know even know what that is. In college yes. when I lived in the dorms and had to stay studying in the lounge. Oh, got it. Okay, I had to read the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start that again. Okay, so I def remembered getting sexiled in college when I lived in the dorms and had to stay studying in the lounge until I got a text saying it was all clear. LMAO. Did you get sexiled in college? <laughs> No, yeah. no, no, I have a bad memory. I block out traumatic experiences. Oh my gosh. Y'all. <laughs> I did not. So I don't personally know how this feels. I did, however, we, oh, oh my gosh, Melissa has having a memory. It's like, Wait, a that's so raven moment. There What's was happening? one of those, I didn't know what the sock meant. Like, <gasps> I didn't know what that oh, no, meant. Did you open the door? I opened the door. <gasps> but I didn't, I didn't go all the way in. I heard like a scream oh. <laughs> or like a, <gasps> Like, and then I was like, oh. I thought that was like a common knowledge thing. <sighs> I'm a, sh- a sheltered, sheltered girl. <laughs> Not for me. Melissa. Be careful. She about to open your door when you have a sock on it. <laughs> that's not true because I'm living alone. <laughs> I'm going to live by myself and I'm going to well, be perfectly happy. we asked this person if they would be okay with being sexiled now. And the response was that uh, this person wouldn't have a roommate. They would want their own room at the stage in their life. Right. I that. Yeah, same. I don't think I'd want a roommate roommate actually in my roommate. <laughs> I, I think in so- sophomore year of college was the last time I had a roommate roommate, like in my room. Mm-hmm. After that, I was like, no, no, no. Well, I moved into a closet under the stairs, so there wasn't room. <laughs> yes, yes. I think we've covered this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this next one is, I think the biggest issues I've had with roommates were cleanliness and a lack of understanding about which items in the house were common items and which were not. Okay, wait. That makes sense. Yeah, I had to reread that one. So a lack of understanding of which items in the house were common items and which were not. Like food? Common items like that everyone can use. Like if I have a a, a can opener, am I okay with you using my can opener? Or if I have oh. a set of plates, is it cool if I'm not using those plates that you use those plates? It's been so long since I've had to deal with those kinds of things. I like have to like dig these up from my memories. You know, interesting. it's interesting because I lean more towards... I, I, I draw the line with what things I don't want people to use. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And it's, for me, it's mostly like plates and cups and mugs. Because if I need to use them and you've used them but haven't washed them, then I cannot use them. And then that's an issue. But appliances, you know, things that are like a toaster, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. I'm trying to remember. I think we, in the house that I was living in or the apartment, we were fine with, we all brought like our our own like four s- plates or whatever mm-hmm. like you know that one set you get from ikea or something like yeah. Target, mm-hmm. and one set of like utensils mm-hmm. and so everyone used them 
But I know for a fact that, like, everyone had, like, their preferred ones. Right. But we learned that over time, you know? Like, I'm fine. I was fine with people using my cups and stuff like uh-huh. that. And I would use it as, like, ooh, what mug, what fun mug am I going to use today? Like, uh-huh. you know, we all kind of shared that. So yeah. that wasn't one of the specific things. But it's interesting, like, to think about the different items that people would pr- rather keep to, like, themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everyone has their own preferred yeah. things. Okay. Well, in line with the understanding of which items are common items and which are not, this next story, I think, actually really showcases this. So uh, one of the girls that roomed with my mom and I never asked to use things. She would just go through cupboards or find things that had been set out by me or my mom and then take them into her room. This happened to me on three occasions. She was renting a room from us. So before she moved, I explained how we divide cleaning the common areas, that everyone is expected to do their own dishes in a timely manner, etc. The day she moved in, we were all at work, and she decided to go into a hall cabinet, take one of my mom's bed sheets, lay it on the ground to put her mattress on without asking to borrow it. On another occasion, I had set out a folding table to take camping, went to go do errands, came back and the table was gone when i asked her about it she told me she saw it and thought no one was using it took it into her room (laughs) in the grand scheme of things these were all small incidents but added up over time they created massive tension that's just like a lack of communication on the girl that's renting's part i feel like but see to us we think that that's true so clearly in her But there mind. were assumptions. Yeah, there were assumptions made. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like we are, you're probably trying to say is like clearly in her mind there was nothing wrong with it. Right? I mean, to, to you and I, or I guess I can speak for myself, I, I wouldn't just see a table laying out and be like, oh, I'm going to take it. Clearly no one's using it. That's very true. If it's because my, my policy, if it's not mine, I'm going to ask. I'm not just going to assume that I can use something. Yeah. But not everyone is like that. Some people are more like, well, if I see it, I'm going to use it. I mean, later in life is when I learned just do it and then apologize for it later. Like, well, I don't know. That's probably for some things, but not everything. Right. <laughs> oh, sorry. I used your bed sheet that I didn't ask for. Sorry, I slept in your bed. I, I, I didn't know if it was okay or not, but I, I was just tired. Right. Oh, interesting. That is. Wow. It, people are so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this person that submitted this did say that now they realize that they prefer to live alone if possible uh, or Mm -hmm. with their family because Mm -hmm. they know already that they'll get along with them and, you know, can have those difficult conversations if needed. And uh, that's important to know about yourself, too. Yeah. 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 Well, finally, we got to talk about Boo. That's right. (laughs) Moving in with your significant other. It turns out that just because you love each other, it doesn't mean you're going to agree on how to do the dishes. Yes. Okay, (laughs) so I'll start us off here with the first one. So it says, with significant others, I would say... Don't assume that because you love each other that you can do all the things together. My husband and I cannot do laundry, cook, or generally clean together because it's led to many fights in the past, <laughs> even with our kid. One parent is dealing with preparing him to leave and the other other prepares his shit. There is no overlap. <laughs> I guess that's good advice. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I Play to each other's strengths, you know? That's like, true. That's true. Um 
because, you know, one person might like to cook more than the other person does. Mm -hmm. Or I know that my personal space is not necessarily the kitchen. My area is like living room or bedroom, putting things in places they should be, organizing, etc. But I'm not as great at keeping all of the knives sharp and clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. mm -hmm. Well, the next one says, My significant other and I have an understanding that if I fall asleep on the couch, that that's okay. And he should just leave me there. We've never slept separately on purpose, like because of a fight. He plugs my phone into charge, sets my alarm, and leaves a blanket. Hashtag marriage. Aww. That's actually really fucking cute. That's really cute. We've been talking about all these things. It's like everyone's trying to spill the tea about their annoyances about other people. That one was really nice. Wholesome. That's very wholesome. I needed that. Yeah. That's really cute. I would actually be pissed if someone, like... Left you on the couch? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. If someone, like, woke me up and, like, I was having, like, a peaceful sleep. Oh, well, then uh, that's where this person's definitely coming from, then. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, you know, goals. <laughs> okay, so note to self, never move Melissa from her couch slumber. See, I feel like I'm the opposite. Wait. I would want you to move me. If I fell asleep on the couch, I no. would not want to wake up at 3 a.m., look over and be like, what the heck is going on? Where am but I? But if I found that my phone was plugged in and a blanket was on me, then someone thought about me. You know, uh, it's not uh, like they're like, oh, forget her. Leave her there. Well, I mean, yeah. this, it seems like this is an agreement they have. It's an understanding. <laughs> because, no, now that you were saying it, I was like, maybe I would get annoyed. By waking up in the middle of the night and be like, what the heck? Maybe she don't wake up in the middle of the night. She just sleeps straight through. Which case for her because I would definitely wake up at 3 a.m., look around crazily, like, Where am wonder I? what happened to me, and be upset. Yeah. <laughs> and then okay. crawl into bed to wake the other person up. And be like, so. what the hell? <laughs> okay. So the next one here is, as for living with a significant other, I think my biggest mistake was not moving in with someone for the right reasons. Ooh. Um, looking back on it, my ex and I moved in together because of our insecurities, not because our relationship was ready for it. Wow. Cannot relate. <laughs> I've never had that experience. Interesting. Wow. But that makes a lot of sense. People try to save their relationships in so yeah, many ways. I mean, I've never had that experience either, but just hearing that, obviously it takes hindsight to realize that, but it's nice that yeah. she's letting us know. Yeah. So if anyone's out there that is now, you know, living with a significant other and, and now is a little bit questioning it. Maybe give it some, give it some thought. Was it the right reason? Okay. Was okay. it the right reason? All right. So okay. This, oh, wow. This next one. I Maybe I should take this next one. Oh, okay. Yes, please. It's a lot. <laughs> I am so here for th- it. Go for it. This all came from one person. So uh-huh. I asked, you know, I texted a bunch of people. I asked them and then I didn't hear from this person. And then all of a sudden I received a paragraph. <laughs> So let's go through it. It talks all about chores and things. So so she's washing a pile of dishes that have been sitting there for days and emptying out the dishwasher. Then an hour later, he comes home and places his week's worth of Tupperware in the sink. Oh, hell no. Next. Folding his clothes and saying he's going to put it away for you. Um, But then it sits there for days. Oh, no. Next. Cleaning the entire apartment. Then he comes home and drops all of his work stuff all over the floor. Oh, no. Wiping down the mirrors in the bathroom. Then come back and it's covered in toothbrush toothbrush splatter again. Can we please stop really quickly? Yeah. As a kid, I was too, like, chicken to really retaliate against my mom. So if I got upset, I would just take some water and splatter it on her bathroom mirror. Like, oh, how petty is that? The pettiness level <laughs> as a child. I know. 
It's like, I'm mad, but I'm too scared to actually tell you that. (laughs) I'm sure she thought it was hilarious. Yeah, she's like, oh, there she goes again. Mm. (laughs) Okay, continuing down this list. I do this thing where I use Clorox bleach powder to clean my bathtub, so I let it sit there for a while, then plan on going in there to shower and rinsing it all off. But it seems like every time I do this, he decides that he's going to shower, and he's like, this is such an inconvenient time for cleaning. Like, how are you going to complain when I clean? I don't see you cleaning the tub. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Does anyone else do that? Can y'all let us know? Do you? I do that. You know put the cleaning materials in and then just plan to shower and get it off at the same time i feel like that makes sense i always plan like if i'm gonna do like a clean i'm like okay well i'm gonna be all sweaty and gross after anyways i might as well shower well clearly her significant other does not feel the same way because it was inconvenient (laughs) wow this is very inconvenient timing um excuse you (laughs) and see i think that just further highlights the differences in in how people were either like brought up or just how they perceive the way things should run in a house so that's really interesting isn't it that like you don't really know someone until you live with them Mm -hmm. so like a lot of that's that's a huge step in a relationship is to is to live with that person and then like find out all the things you know oh my gosh this next one (laughs) um and actually this one's from another person but it yeah so this one says the fight of hand washing versus dish washer for the dishes i'm so happy my roommate and i just are on the same page about this okay guys (laughs) can i I need to tell you this because Vanessa, I stayed at Vanessa's place for a week. And so I went to wash, hand wash my dish. I grew up in a household where I just hand wash everything. We don't have a dishwasher. So I was gonna, there's a dishwasher at Vanessa's place. So I was like, cool, a dishwasher. Do you guys use the dishwasher? Technically, yes. And yes, you do actually. <laughs> yes. So I will go and open the dishwasher. I feel judged. And she, and she was like, yeah, you can just put your clean dish in there. I was like, but uh, it's clean. And and she's like, yeah, we put all of our d- dishes to dry in there. And I'm like, wait, so like literally the whole, the areas where you would put plates and stuff are like pretty bare, but everything in the dishwasher is clean and ready well, to use. When it gets full, we're like, all right, fine. And we'll put all of the dishes back where they belong. And then right. it fills up again as we use them and wash them. <laughs> But growing up, I also did not have a... Did I have a dishwasher? I don't even know, you guys. I don't even know if I had one because we never used it. It was always hand wash. Always hand wash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the last one here is the bathroom trash fills up way too fast. Get a bigger bathroom trash can. Yeah. Is that not a solution? (laughs) I suppose. Okay. That happens in my house, too, because I'm sharing this bathroom with, like... Three people. Okay, things, well, that makes know? sense. It's just me, so my little trash can's fine. Well, right. I hope that all of you enjoyed <laughs> the plethora of stories that we provided for you today. Uh, but as, you know, per usual, per tradition by now, almost the end of season one, mm-hmm. we'd like to end our episodes with discussing how you can actually be more comfortable with a situation that is potentially already very uncomfortable. Right. So here are some tips from other people. The first one is gotta be willing to coexist. Set some ground rules and hold yourself and your roommate accountable. Wow. Easier said than done. Really is. You need to have like tangible like rules. rules. And sometimes even those rules don't hold up because I've been there where we've had rules and they don't always and then you have to have a house meeting. Oh my god. Uh Wow. I remember those. Interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one here is some people are difficult to live with, and you just got to find other roommates. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. Um, with significant others, I would say don't assume that because you love each other that you can do all the things together. And this one was mentioned earlier, but I felt it bared repeating just because you're together, that you've been together for a while. It Let's doesn't wash mean... each dish together. I'm... I'll dry and you wash. I would not be a great partner for that. <laughs> I would elbow the person out of my way. <laughs> I feel like if I'm you single, guys. Together, <laughs> you would do the dishes and I'd be like, I'll dry them. I'll put them away. I'll organize them. It's fine. Right. All right. So the next one is my biggest piece of advice is to get things in writing from the start. Okay. It's very official. Very I was going to say that. (laughs) Jinx. Okay. For things like how bills will be divided, et cetera. I think creating a cleaning schedule for common areas is helpful for managing those kinds of issues. We've, Uh, I've done that in the past. We had like a little chart where we had, we had rotating chores and Uh we'd move our little names to like every week, like a little efficient household. Yeah. It helps because they're like, you know, everyone's going to have to do something they hate. Yeah. One of the weeks, you know? Right. I hate taking out trash. But eventually, just to be fair, everyone has to do it. I also hate taking out trash. Like, I would rather Swiffer from now until eternity. I'd rather Swiffer mop the floor. I'd rather hand wash dishes from now until eternity than take out the trash. That's funny because I would rather take out the trash than hand wash dishes. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Now we know. <laughs> <laughs> now we know. Okay. What's the last one? I've done reading over the years that suggests a lot of couples move in together for the wrong reasons, so I think Mm -hmm. it's important to evaluate what the motivation is. I also think it's super important to discuss how much space slash alone time you need (sighs) before moving in, because it seems that was also an issue for me. Wow. That's true, because then, like, you know, when you were the... Is this one about significant others? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you spend time with each other, you know, when you don't live with each other. Right. And then all of a sudden you're living together and you're like, wait, but now this is like a permanent situation. We're right? Now we're together. always together. Now what? I, you know what, though? I would say that this could probably even apply to friends, really close friends. Because in the case of you and me, for example, I'm extroverted, you're introverted, which doesn't necessarily mean I love going out. It just means I recharge more by talking to other people. Right. Um, and you don't. You prefer yeah. to recharge by yourself and so that might be an important conversation to have if I'm trying to hang out in the living room where you are and trying to talk to you while you're drinking your shamamale and I'm bugging you and you just wanted some alone time right so that could also be something to talk about well Melissa introvert Melissa knows that you don't expect alone time in a common area some people at least I know that don't have the awareness for that oh, well you know just putting it out there okay <laughs> no that makes sense all right. Well, no, I thought this was very enlightening to, to know that people are struggling <laughs> with similar situations. And yeah. I think that's it's a good way. You know, a lot of the issues are communication, I think. Oh, that's true. A lot do have to do with communication, setting up correct expectations, it seems like, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think maybe the hard part is the ability to have the conversations that you need yeah. to have if they're hard to have. Even yeah. I sometimes shy away. From having the hard convos because I don't want things to be awkward afterwards. Confrontation is not pleasant. It's you not. Know? You know, it just, it, but it leads that. to more resentment. So these right. are all great pieces of advice. If you yourself are struggling with your living situation, one, yeah. 
follow the advice, but also to know that you're definitely not alone. Yeah, you're definitely not alone. That's that's the theme of this season, I feel like. The theme of this podcast is you're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> Anyways, thank you all for listening. If you like our show, be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also follow us on Instagram at imuncomfortable.com podcasts and next week's episode which is also our season finale oh my god wow look at us (laughs) can you believe that i cannot (laughs) oh my god i mean it's a lot i kind of can't either (laughs) but for our season finale we are doing a very special try episode to wrap it all up so be sure to tune in next tuesday